intend to do it four times. But let's. But what was would be more helpful probably is how do we how do we tune back into the chorus? Is that? I think Amen. Thank you to Braun. Give her a hand. Excellent. Well, my name is John Maurer, and today we're going to do part two of this series called Radical Transformation. But before we do that, I want to fill you in a little bit what's happening with our Chairs and Squares campaign. As you can see, I 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 can see up front here. There's this new chair. Actually, the color is just going to be a little, 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 um, and then we're going to order 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 to um, and that does give us extra carpet for some of our uh, kids' classrooms over here, too. So, but right now, so far, we've brought in over $10,000. Give yourselves a big hand. And we have, on top of that, $3, over $3,000 that was pledged. So we have a ways to go, but you guys are doing suing, 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 suing. Oh, great. Thank you. If you could, if you're not familiar with this, we're, we're, we want to finish our auditorium. We want a safe place for not, not only us to experience God, but also our neighbors and relatives and friends that we invite on this journey. So what if you bought a chair, chair and some carpet squares, not only for you, but for somebody else that needs Jesus? What would that look like? So all we're asking you to do is whatever the Holy Spirit's calling you to do, nothing more, nothing less. It's that simple around here, okay? So um, you can think and pray about that, and um, we're getting there. Actually, we want to end this whole thing uh, before Easter, and so hopefully we can just make 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 our goal there. Okay, okay. okay. Um, and the last thing I want to mention, um, which I wanted to highlight this one, we have a Holy Spirit night this coming Wednesday, um, and the reason why we're doing this is we want, want us to get refreshed and renewed. God is so good, um, and so we just want to have a special night where we're saying, "Holy Spirit, Holy 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 Spirit, Holy
um, and there will be a chat there as well, okay? So come on out, have a fun time, it's going to be great. Okay, and my last little thing is if you're, you're interested in helping us kind of push men's ministry forward, we're going to have a meeting soon, so talk to me about that, okay? Okay, so Radical Transformation, we've been looking, this series, we're going to go through this series leading up to Easter, and this series, we've been looking at how Jesus changed the world. And sometimes we don't think of the im 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 impact that he made. We think of it as an individual, like my sins are forgiven. And you know now I'm I have this relationship with God. But we don't think of it as societal change. All him 2,000 years ago with Jesus. And, and, and so hopefully this series, we've been, we're going to unpack some of those things about, about how not only Christians' hearts and lives changed, but society has changed because Jesus offered a different way. And so uh, today I want to talk about this idea of humility and servanthood. Last week we 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 week talked about forgiveness and enemy love that was just naughty 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 so in a small town, there's this monk who disappeared each Friday morning for several hours, and this monk's disciples, they, they boast that every Friday, their teacher would, um, would, he would, he would leave earth and go talk to God in heaven. This is what the rumor was about this monk every Friday. And so a new guy moved into this small little, small little, small little, small little town. His name was Tom. Uh, and he was really skeptical. He's like, there's no way, way that this guy literally goes up and meets with God each Friday. And so Tom was skeptical and decided to follow this monk. And he follows the monk. He, he gets up early, and he sees the monk outside of his home. And he's he, out there. He sees him praying for 20, 30 minutes. clothing this monk puts on peasants clothing grabs his axe and walks into the forest and Tom follows him at a distance watching what this guy did and as he gets he goes into the woods he's cutting this firewood he stacks it up he carries it to this this um, old lady's home on the perimeter of town that was uh, that needed help this old woman with her six son, son lived there he left the wood in a pile outside of her door, and he sneaks back to his home. And so Tom looks at all this and says, "There's no. This is a. 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 He ascended to heaven each Friday, right? Well, whenever Tom heard villagers talk about this monk, and they would say on Friday he ascends all the way up to heaven, Tom would quietly add, if not higher. 
And so you think about stories like this. When we hear stories, we're like, oh, that's sweet, and it touches my heart. There's something about stories where people go above and beyond help somebody else to serve and to give. And we admire that type of life, don't we? We, 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 And today we're going to look at how Jesus served. And how that literally changed the kind of person that the world admires today. So Georgetown professor, his name, um, his name is Frank Ambrosia, talks about two different, different ways or two different paradigms for living a meaningful life in Western society is run. He says one of those ways is of the hero. The other way is the way of the saint. And he continues on, he says, in the Greco-Roman world, into which Jesus was born, what was admired 2,000 years ago was the hero. The hero was admired by the people, 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 the people. Somebody who overcame obstacles in their life, or lie, 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 to achieve their full potential. And therefore they would receive honor and recognition and status. Okay? So that's the way of the hero. And so they viewed life as this contest, or you could say a competition between people. In the society, your identity is based on where you stand in the pecking order. And so your goal ought to be to get as high up the ladder as possible. That's the goal of life. If we can get up a little bit higher than other people, we are successful. Our status goes up each rich 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 that we can and we guess what as soon as you get up here you get to start pecking at other people you get to start picking other people apart because your status is higher and higher and so this was the goal of life it was the role of hero okay and that's one one way ancient society and even society today has said a successful life if you can climb up this ladder and get as high as you possibly can. It's honor, it's recognition, it's your status, okay? And you, sh you show people your status. The clothes that people wore were a reflection of their status. Uh, 2,000 years ago as well as today. 2,000 years ago, if you were a male citizen and you were at least 14 to 16 years old, you could wear a toga. A toga virilis. It was the toga of manhood. If you were an aristocrat, you got to wear a toga and a gold ring on your finger. That would mark your 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 status to people. By the way, that's what's behind this warrant, the guy's wearing the toga, wearing a gold ring on his finger. Everybody knows exactly who James is talking about here. If that guy come, comes in here and you favor him above a guy that's wearing shabby clothes, maybe, maybe from the goodwill, James is saying that's flat out wrong. He calls it sin, okay? 
the church goes the church is going tling 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 ultimately not only messed with Rome but messed with the pecking order the church has always been doing this from her inception and if you're if you were the senatorial class you not only got to wear your toga and a gold ring you got a purple stripe down your toga okay so clothing 2000 years ago just like it can be today is a sign of your status Clothing throughout history has always been used for identification and status, isn't it? Th just think about that. I, I, I mean, maybe for in my life, it peaked, 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 it peaked in high school. Like a little, 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 like such a big deal because it said something about status right well elmer was a member of this motorcycle gang and so and he was like the typical motorcycle gang guy he looked the part big, burly, bearded, long hair, black jacket, black leather jacket, and tattoos all over. The thing is, uh, Elmer got saved and gave his life to Jesus, like radically in his living room one night. The Holy Spirit came, he just fell on his face, and he got up saying, I'm following Jesus. And he knew one thing, he had to go to church. So the next morning, he woke up, and, and he looked on his phone. He found a place, the closest church to where he lived, and he lived, and he woke up. And he walked in, uh, remember, big, burly, black leather tattoos. Walks down the middle aisle, sat in the middle section, and everybody's like, oh, who's that at? Every, it got their, everybody's attention, okay? And the minister got up and gave, started giving announcements, and then he said, oh, by the way, we need somebody to serve in the nursery. Like right now, we have too many babies. And uh, nobody raised their hand. So Elmer's thinking, huh, I could do that. And then the pastor said it again. We really need somebody to work in the nurse, in the nurse, in the nurse, in the nursery. And Elmer's thinking, Lord, if you ask, if the, the, the pastor says it a third time, Lord, I'll do it. I'll go in and serve in the nursery. And so nobody, nobody the second time, the third time, the pastor. And so Elmer raises his hand. Nods, stands up, and one, 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 that moment immediately 25 mothers followed <laughs> him out the door to volunteer but our identity and status is by what we wear on the outside of us isn't it we even to this day we think it doesn't matter we think past that we think that we don't compare but guess what? Sometimes our hearts are really, really cruel, aren't they? And it wasn't just one's clothing that reflected their status or, or wealth or... ...how high they were climbing on the ladder. It was also their legal stand, 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 st
There was a judicial decree, 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 classification ranking as far as how the law was understood if you were high class if you had climbed up this ladder you had a you had different rights for example a roman citizen could not be executed on a cross because you're roman a roman citizen would never be crucified crucifixion was reserved for non-citizens and 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 slaves at the bottom of the pecking order. By the way, the Apostle Paul, when he writes this the church in Rome, And he starts his letter by describing himself as, as he says this, as this, Paul, a slave of Jesus Christ. Paul, a slave. Not a citizen of the, of the empire, which he was. Not as Paul, wearer of the toga. But Paul, a slave of Jesus Christ. Now, culturally speaking, this is like social suicide for Paul. Social suicide. Nobody talked that way. Paul, when writing the Corinthian church later on, he said, he says, we preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the 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 to now he's not picking words here out of out of thin air. He's being surgically precise as far as his word choice here. Now the old the reason why is the Old Testament said cursed is everybody that hangs on a tree. That's in Deuteronomy 21:23. So Jews thought that someone who is crucified by being nailed to a tree is cursed by God. So Christ crucified is a stumbling block to the Jews, right? But to, but to but the Greeks and Romans, it's all about honor and status and pecking order and see, seeing how you can climb up the ladder. That's what life was about, right? And so to have somebody, if that's what life is about, and you have somebody that's crucified, the lowest rung of the, the ladder in life, they were thinking, are you kidding? 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 Because Jesus wasn't a ladder climber. He refused to go that direction. He didn't care about your steps. He didn't care about what the rest of the culture deemed as important. He didn't care about honor and the pecking order of life. One who is crucified as low as you could possibly go. We admire, worship, serve. Crucified man named Jesus. Because that's crazy. 
That's foolishness to the Gentiles. It didn't make sense. Now, the way the hero might reflect some wonderful qualities, and you're thinking, Sean, I kind of like the way of the hero, and I like the way of the saint. Um, now, there's something a lot, there's some, there's part of this idea of the way of the hero that is admirable, right? There's, there's courage and persistence and overcoming obstacles, and those are all good things. But they had no paradigm for humility and servanthood 2,000 years ago. It wasn't on the raid, 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 and this is, this is like something new that Jesus is bringing into culture. Plutarch wrote a book called How to Praise Yourself. Just think about that. How to Praise Yourself. It sounds like it could be written today, doesn't it? Two, two years ago, um, historian Robin Fox said this. Among non-Christian authors, humility had never been a term of commendation. It belonged to the ignoble and the abject characters, modest little men with much to be modest about. Great men, men great. Should cherish no humble thoughts about their nature, 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 their there's this carpenter in this humble little area called Israel who's not going to play by their game. Who's, who is going to establish a completely different set of rules about how the community should function? He said to his friends one day, this is Matthew 20, 20, 25, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord over that 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 and that their high officials exercised or flaunt authority over them? Of course they did. This, this is the way it worked. This is the way the world functioned. It's all about climbing up, getting on top, top climbing the pecking order. No Roman would have been offended, 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 is so that you could peck those below. That was the point. But Jesus said this, not so with you. Who's he talking to? His disciples here. Not so with you. And it gets, if you're not a Christian today, you're let off the hook. You don't have to follow Jesus and the way of the saint. It's okay. Climb the ladder. Go for it. But, but today, this, if you're a Christian, Jesus is trying to, to get our attention, tension, 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 He's trying to help frame something that society missed 2,000 years ago, and a lot of us, to be honest, we miss even today. Jesus said, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, 
but to serve and give, glory, and give his, his life as a ransom for many. Jesus is saying, there's a way over there, way of the hero, but I'm making make a brand new community, a new way. It's the way, 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 Cynthia was teaching children's church, and she was trying to teach this principle to her four, five, and six-year-olds. And um, so she was teaching about how we serve and what that looks like in her life. And, and there was a girl named Sarah. She was four years old, and Sarah said, you know, what can I do afterwards? What can I do, teacher? I, I don't know what, what I could possibly do, how I could serve. And Cynthia looks around, and she says, oh, Sarah, there's so simple. Like, see that? There's a little base over by the window still right there. If you there, 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 if you put a flower in there, that's serving. And she says, that's not serve, 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 that's not really serving. And she said, yes, it is. The smallest, 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 little act of kindness can change the world at times. And so every Sunday, Sarah would pick a dandelion flower, a little weed, and she would put it in the vase still. And then one day... The pastor was teaching on being a servant, and, and so the story got to him, and so he took this little vase that was by the window and put it next to the pulpit up front and used it in big church as this illustration about how we're called to serve, and Sarah, he, would, he shared Sarah's story. And everybody said, yay, it's so exciting, that's how we are called to serve. Well, Sarah got sick after that. She got leukemia, and she became confined to bed. She lost her smile. She lost most of her weight. And it was near the end. And one Sunday, the end of the sermon, the pastor was just finishing his thoughts, and Sarah's parents brought her wrapped up in a blanket. blanket. Dad was carrying her in his arms, and she was by the back, and as soon as they entered, like, the pastor's face went, and everybody turned around and saw little Sarah. And in her hand, she had a dandelion, and she, she wanted to get out of Dad's arms and walk up and put the dandelion in her face. And so she slowly walked up, put the dandelion in the vase next to the pulpit. Well, four days later, Sarah died. And at her 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 at but a little note next to it. And the note said this, and the pastor shared this at her funeral. Dear God, filling this vase has the, been the biggest honor of my life. Sarah. You guys, there's a new way to live. And it's the way of humility and servanthood. And it all started at the incarnation of Christ. Jesus becoming a man, a human being. And Jesus summed sum all up on the last, his last night on this earth. During the final moments of his life, he was so concerned that his, 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 his,
that he made one 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 last ditch attempt. Earth, 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 earth,
And after a little while, 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 gave his life, life, served and served and served, and finally they called him the White Indian. And then one day, Doug, a kid came to him that had cut his foot out in the jungle, and there was like mud caked, crusted around the bloody foot, and Doug, 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 and Doug saw this, and he just did what any Christian should do and 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 he starts washing this kid's feet. Crusted filth from his feet. He just starts washing this kid's feet and bandaging it. And people in this little village saw him. And he got a new name that day. And he, they called him the white Indian that God sent us. And the, and the village from that moment, from washing a boy's feet, like the whole village opened up to hearing the gospel of Jesus. These Falno natives saw Doug's heart by serving. It's what opened up their lives to the gospel. Doing seemingly... Menial acts of service. Now, historically, never read of a higher status person that's higher up in the ladder uh, washing the feet of a person of lower status. It's not in our history books up until Jesus. You never read of a teacher washing his disciples' feet except one. One. Well, what about Jesus' legal status? Well, at Jesus' last night, he was arrested, convicted, sentenced, and executed as a criminal. What was his status? This was as a criminal. Seating. He was out. Seating, seating always an expression of status and honor two years ago, and it still is today, right? Jesus is seated at the Passover table with these other guests. They're reclining at this table and they get up Jesus gets up from the table and he begins to serve them like a slave and it's what Jesus had taught them in Luke 22 27 Jesus said who's more important the one who sits at the table or the one who serves. And they all knew it. This is the way the world works. The pecking order. The great ones sit at the table. The not-so-great ones serve. And they expected the answer to be the one who sits at the table. Table, 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 you guys know that at a, like, if you have a banquet, um, and people are seated, 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 se
amazing banquet, like a wedding banquet. You'd even have like, like the head table, right? Um, that head table, you would, nev- you would never go to a banquet where the guest of honor sitting at the head table is a busboy. Have you ever seen it? Neither have I, right? You just don't see it. Jesus changes all the rules. He says, but not, 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 for I am among you as one who serves. I am among you as a buzz, 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 you call me teacher and Lord, and rightfully so, rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. You see, what Jesus is saying here is that titles are just about opportunities to serve. If you have a title, it's just an opera, 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 opportunity for you to serve. He says, I'm going to make you a community of foot washers with no pecking order whatsoever. No pecking order like the rest of the world has. None of that anymore, guys. So how about us? Are we living according to the way of the hero or the way of the saint? Wouldn't it be amazing if there was, so right now, I, I was talking to my staff earlier in the week, and I mentioned, should I talk about like corona stuff? And everybody's like, no. <laughs> so we're, all, we're, we're ner- we, you know, some of us are nervous about that stuff. But I, 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 what if, we're talking about an epidemic or pandemic, what if there was an epidemic of service? What if it was, like, what if it, like, started to spread all over the San Gabriel Valley? What if there was people that were saying, 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 it would, just like 2,000 years ago, it would change our world today, too. Just like it did then. What if? What if there was an epidemic of humility, an outbreaking of humbleness and servanthood? What if? Um, what if at our spring festival, the week before Easter, what if we change the world. It'll change the world. So, so can you imagine if we as Jesus' followers, we let go of our rank, rank, title, honor, status, 
and chose to live a little more like Jesus by living humbly as servants and agents of blessing. Can you imagine what that would look like if we served one another, 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 one It would be change life changing, wouldn't it? Actually it's life changing, 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 changing for us too. When you start to do that stuff and you realize I'm following Jesus here, it changes our hearts, not just our community. So let me give you a couple practical tips today. And these practical tips are super simple today, right? But I, I do want to go through a couple ideas with you. So if you struggle with concern with, for earthly status, go and sit with somebody you normally would have judged silently and let... Uh, get to know the the human being underneath the surface or appearance at work 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 or a church or wherever force yourself to see people and not just the first impression what if we, and actually, I, Kate and I, Kate and I were doing this uh, yesterday, and I said, Kate, I want to challenge our people to, like, go to Goodwill and find the ugliest clothes you can possibly imagine and walk around the mall for an hour. And Kate's like, nobody's going to do that, John. <laughs> Am I right? I don't know. But, but the point is, if you struggle with, like, this, the packing order, climbing the ladder, if you're a ladder climber and, and you have that tendency do something to counteract that. Kate was like, well, maybe they could take a pick 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 a picture, like a selfie picture wearing really ugly clothing. You know, whatever that is for you, think about that. What does that mean? Right? For me, it's probably wearing a t-shirt and shorts, because I never do that better. What is it for you that pushes you to go in that direction of humility? Okay? Number two. And you can move this out of the way. Okay. Number two. Stop consuming church. <laughs> uh, so we live in a consumeristic society. And it's real easy to consume church like we consume the rest of our lives. Like we, like we are in this consumption mode. Well, what if we stop consuming church? And we said, we're going to serve. What if, so did you know that the average church, 20% of the work, 80% of the work is done by, 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 20% of the people. And I've always said, John Wimber was a great, 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 founder of our movement. He wanted to flip that around. He said, what if, what if it was 80% was doing the work instead of this, that 20%? What if we could flip that around? Because everybody's called to get in the game. We're all called to play. And so what if you figure out what your gift is and start moving in that direction? So it doesn't matter. Like you have a gift by God that's used to serve the church and to serve God's kingdom. What if you found it and started just going in that direction? Okay? So that's the idea of stop consuming church. It's, 
it's actually pervasive in our society. We eat, 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 And that changes when you start to serve and what 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 it looks like to serve here here I want help we'll have somebody contact you and we'll help get you plugged into an area that works according to your giftness okay so and then number three with kids actually this might be with youth with young adults with college students with their 20 somethings there it's with everybody really 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 but with kids especially, it's not just what you're teaching them. But what you're modeling to them. What are we mer 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 we modeling to the next generation. We don't want to raise our children to be happy churchgoers. I'm tired of that. We can't do, th do that anymore, people. We want to raise them to be courageous towel bearers. Uh, and when they see a ladder and they're like, no, no way, I'm not going to climb that thing. Where they're repulsed by the ladder and they move towards love and serving and kindness in our communities. We want to raise them to be courageous towel bearers, difference makers that offer themselves to the world around them. What if we were that church? We can be that, guys. Okay. Let's all stand. We're going to sing a song. And um, as we sing this song, I would love, love you to reflect on what you sense the Spirit of God telling you today. What is it? What, what is Spirit kind of calling you into? You just heard this sermon that Jesus changed all the rules for his followers. No more pecking order, right? No more. And, and so what is the Spirit of God speaking to your heart about in this situation? What is it? And just open up your heart to letting the Spirit of God speak to you just for, for this next song. And just try to say, God, here I am. So let me pray for us as we move into this last song and sing together. And then we're, after this song, we'll have our ministry team coming up. But Holy Spirit, come. Lord, we know that you have a really good, 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 good plan for your church. And when your church... rises up and we are actually the church that you've called us to be just by being the church that you've called us to be it, we will change the world and so lord i pray that we be people that really follow you in the, the difficult areas and lord this is one of those this is one of those issues that's just difficult because we're so still so used to ladder climbs so used to status and so, Lord, we let that go. And we pick up our great calling as a servant. So, God, speak to us now.
in Jesus' name. Let's sing together.